bird sometimes. Nancy, first of all, that was beautiful. Uh, the words of that song was so meaningful. Thank you so much. Well, we are living, my friends, in a time that many refer to as the age of anxiety. How many can relate to that picture? It's like, ah! Probably all of us at one time or another. It seems that worry is a watchful word of our world today. No job? Worry. Have a job? You worry. You have money? You worry. You have no money? You worry. You're sick and you worry. But you're not sick and you still worry. In fact, one worrier said to another, I have so many troubles that if anything happens today to worry about, I can't begin to worry for at least two weeks. Sound familiar? Now listen, I'm a realist. So I know life can't be void of all worry and concern, all those things, anxieties. For example, I'll say this, being concerned about an automobile accident will cause us some time to practice safety more than other times. However, the problem is this. It's easy to let our concerns become cares. And then our forethoughts become fear thoughts, doesn't it? In the scripture that Diane read, we'll approach the psalm verse later, but the psalm Diane read, is, or the Matthew 6, is so true, isn't it? I'm here to tell you that the, it's, a, it's a self-defeating waste of time to worry. It really is. Think about it for a second. In fact, the word worry, you know what the word worry is? an old English word. You know what it means? It means to choke or strangle. And when you worry so much, isn't your happiness choked out? I mean, isn't, isn't your productivity choked out and stymied? It is, isn't it? So worry is a waste of time. I'm the first one to admit, I worry as well sometimes. We all do because we're human. But we can't let it overcome us. And forget that there's a God who's in control. See, worry is, uh, first of all, it's, if I could change this, it's unreasonable. Worry is unreasonable. To worry about something you can't change is useless, isn't it? To worry about something you can change is foolish. Every time you review a worry in your mind, it gets bigger and bigger. Worry amplifies problems. Isn't that true? I mean, think about, sometimes you start worrying about this, and all of a sudden, you come up with all these scenarios. You go, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I may be exaggerating, but isn't that true? It's unreasonable. It's unnatural. How many here was born a worrier? I think of a baby. 
who's screaming for his bottle. And it's saying, oh, I'm worried about my mom, give me the bottle. No, they're screaming and saying, Mom, give me that bottle. It's time for me to eat. It's not worried about it. It just wants the bottle. Am I right? It's unnatural. You were not born to worry. Matter of fact, we're the only species in God's creation that worries. As a human being, we're the only species that worry. We don't trust God will take care of us enough. So it's unnatural. Worry is unhelpful. It doesn't work. Let me ask you a question. Can worry change the past? No. It can't control the future. So what do you do? You feel miserable, don't you? It just fills your life with misery. Worrying about a problem never solves the problem. How many here have ever had a problem solved just by worrying? Raise your hand. Nobody. There's steps you could take to resolve those things, but worry itself never resolves a problem. It's also unnecessary, my friends. Worry is unnecessary. Why? Because God has promised to take care of your needs, like the song said. If you just trust Him, with the details of your life. And I, I agree with Nancy. Sometimes I'm trusting God and then I take it back. And I fling it over my own shoulder and say, I can control this, I can do this, I can resolve this. And it gets worse. I know that each one of you can agree with what I'm saying because you've probably experienced it. That's the problem with humanness. We start to trust God, and then all of a sudden, we, little doubts come in our mind. Guess who starts creeping in? Oh, good old Satan. He starts giving us doubts. And so our, 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 what we think is, is, is sure in our life doesn't become sure because of all those little doubts. So it's unnecessary. It is just flat-out unnecessary. So how can I break the worry habit? I think all of you have agreed with what I've said so far, haven't you? We know what worry is. We know that we all do it. We know that it's unreasonable and unnecessary and all those things. It doesn't resolve problems. It becomes, it starts out small, becomes huge. The more you dwell on it, the bigger it becomes. And so the question is, okay, so then how can I break the worry habit? What do I do? Well, Steve wrote, wrote, or read that Psalm 37, 1 through 7, and maybe you haven't thought about this psalm as, as, as a problem solver, as a way to stop your worrying. So let me remind you. In this psalm, David was fretting over the prosperity of wicked. So what's your common complaint? That's my question this morning. I'm going to say it again. What makes you a worrier? Think about it just for a second. What is your common complaint this morning? What causes you to worry? I bet if I asked that question for you verbally, there'd be a, all kinds of different things here. Some the same, but all kinds of different reasons why you worry. And it causes you to be anxious. And it steals your peace. Steals it. The very thing that God wants you to have 
is the peace that surpasses all understanding. And Satan is there to rob it through your worry and through your anxiety. It's so natural, isn't it? To worry. To try to solve problems yourself. Well, there's four words in this psalm that will enable you to win over worry. Are you ready? (laughs) The first one is trust. Verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. First word though is trust. Trust is another word for faith. You know, as I was teaching men's Bible study a couple weeks ago, I mentioned trusting. And I mentioned one of my friends, Rich Wardle. I trust him with my life. Why? Because I've known Rich all my life. I've seen the way he acts and reacts. I know that he loves me as a Christian, as a brother, as a friend. And I would trust him with anything. But you know what causes that trust? I know him. I've known him over the years. Just like you begin to trust God and you begin to see Him work in your life and you begin to see His Word is truth and it works and it strengthens you, it challenges you, it fills you. And also you say, God, yes, I really do trust you with my life. It helps. It cures the worry because you know God is there and we can trust Him with anything, anything we can trust God with. And that's where it begins. In Hebrews 11.6, maybe some of you know it, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible. Do you hear the word? Impossible to please God without your faith and trust in Him. That He is there and He's working in your life and that He'll resolve your needs and give you your needs and resolve your problems. And Christians are to live by faith. Let me read Romans 1.17. It says, For the gospel of the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Righteous here being children of God. You're made righteous by the blood of Christ. Then you live a righteous life. A right life according to the word. It says, the righteous, we will live by faith. If your trust is in God and you're walking with the Lord, you can trust Him with your life. That's real faith. The peace of God comes from, through faith, and we'll read that scripture a little bit later in Philippians 4, 6-8, which at the top of your bulletin. The peace of God comes through your trusting in Him, your faith in Him. It enables you to sit down and take a deep breath because you know God has it in His arms. That's the peace we'll talk about shortly. The second word in this psalm is delight. Mm. What a great word that is. What a great word that is. I wonder how many of us truly delight in God. Let me read this scripture. It says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Do you hear that? How many of you delight in Christ? To to delight means take pleasure. How many of us really take pleasure 
in Christ. To take great pleasure in the Lord and our walk with Him is to be our delight as we walk with Him. Listen, I have to tell you, what gives us pleasure reveals the reality of our faith. What do I mean by that? If money is your delight, then guess what? We will fret over losing it. If the job is your delight, then you will worry about messing up and getting demoted or getting fired or whatever. But if Christ is your delight, we will find pleasure in reading His Word and in prayer. Let me ask you a question. When you read God's Word, is that delight to you? I mean, do you delight in His Word? And say, yeah. Thank you, Lord. We need to delight in Christ. Next is commit. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like noonday sun. To commit, actually, <coughs> excuse me, is to entrust something to another person. So we are to entrust our way to the Lord. 150%. We are to give Him our trials, our treasures, our todays, and our tomorrows. At salvation, we entrust our souls to Christ, don't we? Don't we entrust our souls to Christ? But then we entrust our future to Christ. Once we accept Him, then we trust our future to Christ. And then we are to rest in Him. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. You see, in, in this instant, they were talking about people who succeed. Maybe you don't and they do, or they have all this, and they're not Christians, and you are, and you don't have half as much as they have. Relate. But really, when we're talking about being still, we're talking about resting in Christ. What happens when you rest? At home. Don't you relax completely? You ever sit in an easy chair and go, ah. You know, my, my wife and I have a habit of, you know, we have this bed that comes up and I, we, we watch our TV programs and neither one of us make it through them. Because <laughs> we're resting and we fall asleep and it feels so good. And sometimes I hear my wife snuggle in bed and go, ah. You know, because it feels so good sometimes. That's what we need to feel when we are in Christ. Ah, Christ is there. I'm resting in you, Lord, because I love you. I know you care for me and want the best for me and have a plan for my life. And I know I'm going through this, but Lord, you'll carry me through it. I don't make my wife an example, but I can tell you the things she's been through, things that Diane's been other Other people have struggled with cancers and sicknesses of all different kinds. And you struggle and you struggle and you struggle. And sometimes you wonder why, don't you? Sometimes you do. But you know something I can say that Jonah's rested in Christ so much, she amazes me. I mean, look at her, how beautiful she is. 
thank God. And she thanks God every day, and I'm sure Diane does. All those struggling today. You can't trust him. He's proven that over and over and over again in his word. That he's trustworthy. And you can rest in him. And I wonder how many people really do take it to heart and truly rest in Christ's arms. Here's a final exhortation for you. I call it the victory verse. The victory verse. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, let me stop right there for one second. Rejoice sometimes in the Lord. Again, I say sometimes rejoice. doesn't say that, does it? Rejoice in the Lord. How, how, how many times? Always. Listen, even when you get up and you, you have a prayer time, and maybe your days have, has, or at the end of the day has gone rotten. There's still something to praise God for. You're vertical. You're breathing. He has all these blessings he's given to you. He, all these answered prayers. I can go on and on. There's always something to rejoice in the Lord for. And when things happen in your life, God doesn't cause bad things in your life. They happen because you're living here on earth. A sinful place these days. But God is there. And you can trust him and you can, you can rejoice in him because he's there to take you through it. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Here it comes. You ready for it? Be anxious for nothing. Not some things, okay. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. How many of us worry and go through a problem? We never, we never approach God to help us through it. Sometimes the problems are so small we think that we can handle it on ourselves, and it's just there's nothing you can't go to God for. Nothing you can't go to God for. So in everything, pray with thanksgiving in your heart and let God know. <coughs> he already knows, but he wants to hear it from you. He wants to hear your request. And what will happen when you do that? When you go to God with thanksgiving and you, you pray to him and you, you rejoice in him, it says the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. I mean, <coughs> are you experiencing that peace? That's my question to you today. It says the peace of God will, that, yeah, I can't understand it, can you? Why does Christ love me so much? <coughs> Excuse me, when I'm a sinner? He does love me. Enough to give his son for me. And so I trust him. I trust when he says that he'll give me all the peace that I need, that will guard my heart, my heart, and my mind. In Christ, I believe it. I don't always practice it, unfortunately, and neither do you. Because there's a human side of us, there's a flesh side of us that wants to scream out many times. But sometimes we just forget there's a God right here.
your heart. If you're sitting here today and you've accepted Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. You know what the Holy Spirit is? God's Spirit lives in, God lives in me. And He will give me all I need. Not everything I want. Sometimes He does that as well at times. But I know He'll meet my needs and I know He'll, he'll help me through whatever it takes. Whatever it takes in this life to get through it. With joy and rejoicing, God will cause to happen. He's your answer. I mean, I can stand up here and preach for another hour on this subject. But I think you've got the message today. There's not a per- person in this place that isn't guilty of worry at times, anxiety at times. I'm going through a very difficult time with my employment right now. And I, I, when I pray in the morning with my wife, I ask God to please give my spirit, help my spirit to be gentle. Because you know what anxiety does? It physically makes you ill. Physically. Not just mentally and spiritually, but physically as well. And if it wasn't for God carrying me through this, I don't know where I'd be. So I can tell you, you can experience the peace of God and stop that worrying. When you catch yourself beginning to worry, ask God to, to help you right, right there. I don't care what's in the car, whether you're walking, whether you're running, whether you're, I don't care where it is. Whether you're working. How many here work like in an atmosphere where there's employees, other people around you? Don't you sometimes want to say, ah, at them? <laughs> Just before you say, ah, go to prayer. Ask God to help you. Because God loves them too. Even though sometimes you want him not to. He does. <laughs> he loves them. He loves everybody. So let me close with this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Always, always. Again, I say rejoice. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, sometimes it's so hard to rejoice because we allow the, the, the bitterness of the world, the, the, the weights of the world to, to crash down on us. And we give in to it. and We don't have to. Because we know we have a God we can trust that loves us and wants us to experience His peace that is beyond comprehension in our human minds. Lord, we know that if we trust in You, we go to You, we delight in You, we commit our ways to You, we trust You, we rest in You, we will experience true peace to be able to overcome the anxieties and fears of our life because it's such a waste of time to worry. Let us give that time to you instead, Lord. Just continually pray. Heavenly Father, knowing that you hear every one of our prayers, knowing that you are truly are in control, let us just empty ourselves into you and feel your arms wrapped around us saying, I'll carry you through. Just trust me. 
I thank you, Lord, for these words and for this message this morning that comes from your word. I thank you for your word that it's all truth. It's so full of wonderful things. Let us all be in it, reading it, Lord, daily. I thank you again, Lord, for this time together. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Four ninety five. <coughs> Yeah. 